Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Special Edition, a weekly look at the issues in the news and the personality shaping the stories. Special Edition is a production of Intercom Communications. Welcome to Special Edition. I'm Paula Dagnan. This week, we're going to find out about a fundraiser coming for the Griffin Pond Animal Shelter, what's happening in Jessup at the end of May. It's the annual carnival. We have the details. But first, we're going to start off by talking about our veterans. Next weekend is Armed Forces Day and, of course, Memorial Day coming up at the end of May. First, we're going to meet Bob Jordan. He is a chaplain with VFW Post 3451 in South Scranton. They, along with other veterans groups, will be gathering at Boscov's at the Marketplace at Steamtown on Thursday, May 23rd, to raise awareness and funds for veterans at the Geno Murley Center. Also, we're going to talk with Augie Barheit. He, too, has a group that helps out at the Geno Murley Center. They're called Rolling Thunder. They have a big fundraiser that's coming up in July. And again, it's all to benefit our veterans. Explain a little bit as to what's going to be happening at Boscov's because you are involved with veterans and they are trying to help some veterans. Can you give us a little bit of an overview? Well, it started last year. I'm not sure if Boscov's reached out to them or if they reached out to Boscov's for a fundraiser for their... uh, Canteen account, I believe it is. That's what helps the veterans with, you know, some of the purchases and things like that. And also, they buy. I mean, most of these veterans are without family anymore, and uh, sometimes it helps them purchase like little gifts for themselves. Or one of the things we were able to get them last year was a TV for the recreation room. Boscovs had when Bosk when they reached out to Boscovs, Boscovs contacted myself. I know Irene Kelly pretty well. We've done an Boscovs have done an awful lot of. Uh, Help work for us. They let us sell our poppies there and everything during the month of May, which we will be doing all May. We uh, decided that everything would be okay and got to go ahead from our commander. He uh, said that just go see whatever you can do. So the ladies at the uh, club that we work out of, they're a wonderful group of people, and they started getting together and they started donating baskets, gift certificates, and whatnot that we have as a we raffle them off there at Boscov's. So far this year, it seems like we're doing a little bit better than we did before because it's a little bit more known. And we want everybody to know that this is actually taking place at the Boscovs in Scranton. Correct. On the second floor, uh, May 23rd from 11 until 2, you'll be able to park in the, the lower level of marketplace at State Town. You know, you just get your ticket punched, what have you. You get three, three or three hours parking. We're going to have, there'll be vectors there from the Murley Center, uh, some of the older guys. There'll be, uh, well, myself and several other members of my post. There'll be other veterans organizations. American Legion, I believe, is going to be there. One of the American Legions, anyway, will be there. 
There may be another VFW post there. I'm not sure. But it's all, everything is just strictly for the veterans. Uh, Bascot makes no money. We make no money. Everything goes right to the Geno Murley Veterans Center. Can you tell us a little bit about Geno Murley? Bob, as far as um, how many veterans, I know you don't have the number right off the top of your head, but there's quite a few that are in there. And as you said before, some of them are older veterans and they can be able to get all kinds of things from uh, the money that you're raising. They are. And like I said, like you said, uh, we don't know, I don't know the exact number of people that are there. Heck, I couldn't even take a guess at it. But I do know that one of the things, like with the Murley Center, is if you're a veteran and you're going there, or if your wife, your spouse needs to get in there, they take them too. So it's run by the uh, Department of Veterans Affairs out of the state of Pennsylvania. And they're very nice about everything. And it's a, it's a well-kept place. It's nicely organized. They get several volunteers from the area that go over there and help them. Uh, it's, it's just a great place for retired veterans to go if they have to be in a home like that. Well, I know in, uh, is it July that they have the Rolling Thunder? And... Yes, they do. It's a motorcycle group that uh, they take a fundraiser, they, their rise is a fundraiser. So they, again, are helping to raise funds for the veterans that are staying at Geno Murley. Now, when people come to Boscov's on the 23rd, what are they going to find there besides the baskets? Well, they'll find some food. Uh, I think we're having Wimpies this year. Wimpies and maybe maybe hot dogs. So I'm not sure. We had hot dogs last year. There'll be uh, drinks, coffee, soda, ice water, things like that. Uh, they'll have the baskets. There'll be raffles for uh, lottery tickets. I know that one of the organizations gave us $100 worth of lottery tickets and things like that. So it sounds like, again, all you have to do in order to support, plus you mentioned the, the poppy sales, and this is the month of Armed Forces Day. And that's right. that's going to be held right before your event on the 23rd. That's the 18th? Uh, that's correct. So when you're selling the poppies, where will the uh, folks find you at Boscov's? Inside, outside, up on the oh, second floor? Well, on that day, you'll be able to find people everywhere. <laughs> Believe me. <laughs> There'll be all, someone may be out on the street, uh, someone will be inside Boscov's, uh, myself, I'll be down at the lower level of Boscov's. So no matter where you go there, and what day are you going to be doing them, or just sporadic throughout the month of May? Well, I, it's sort of sporadic during the month of May, but I myself will be there on Saturday and Sunday from you know, 10 until 1 and 11 or 2, along with other people that'll come in in the afternoon. Other or uh, the American Legion, I think, has got it the following week or what have you. But on the 18th, we'll all be everywhere. Oh, so that's another good day to stop by in order right. to, to in order to help out the veterans. Absolutely. And Bob, when you're when you're um, involved in something like this, you said you're the chaplain. Yeah, I'm the chaplain of the post. And what post is that? The 3451 VFW post 3451. And that's in Scranton. It's in Southside, right? Well, thank you for your service. What was your military background? I was in the Navy. And were you a chaplain in the Navy? No. <laughs> Believe me, the chaplain is sort of a misleading uh, name. My uh, responsibility at the post is if one of the members dies, or veterans die, and they, they request us, we'll go and have like a, a little honor guard for them. I'll lead the prayers. Ah. And, 
I lead the prayers at the meeting. It's, you know, it's just the start of leading the prayers. That's all. I gotcha. Okay. Well, that still, thank you for your service and for the uh, time that you are spending now. And once again, give us the details of what's happening on the 18th and the 23rd. Well, the 18th is the Armed Forces Day. Several uh, boroughs in the area are going to be having parades and things like that. Uh, we'll be out at cemeteries, uh, making sure that the veterans have the flags on their graves. We take care of about five cemeteries in South Scranton. We change the flags over every year, give them new ones, have a little uh, little bit of a party for everybody. Uh, we do a ceremony at our our stand, is, or not, I shouldn't say our stand, but our memorial to Colonel Frank Duffy. We have that at Harrison Avenue. There's a brand new statue that we put there. We'll be there doing the uh, flag raising, you know, the normal military stuff that you would do at uh, cemeteries or parades and things like that. And then on the 23rd, you're at Boscov's at the uh, mall at Steamtown? That's correct. And what time? From 11 until 2. And that's going to be on the second floor? Second floor, up by the uh, good place for it, the candy area. Now we'll meet Augie Barhide from Rolling Thunder. Augie, we usually have you here around the time that uh, Rolling Thunder is getting together and doing a very big event that everybody knows you for, which is? It's a salute to veterans ride, and it's held at Geno Murley Center on Mulberry Street in Scranton. And when is that? Third Sunday in July, every year. So today you're in because you'd like to get more people involved in Rolling Thunder and helping the veterans. What are you, what are you looking for? Well, we'd like to see more help, like to get some new members if we could. Uh, we're a small group right now. We're only about 17 or 18 people. And I think we're one of the bigger rides in the area. And it, it's kind of tough. Most of us are senior citizens anymore. <laughs> Not you. Oh, trust me, I feel like it. Some days are better than others. Yeah. <laughs> so when you say that you'd like to get other people involved, what are you looking for? Are you looking for riders? Are you looking for volunteers? Actually, both. I, I'd like to get some volunteers that would that are interested in helping the veterans. Uh, during the winter, we do six bingos one, once a month. And it's kind of nice. You get down to the Murley Center there, and you spend an hour, maybe an hour and a half by the time you bring them down from the rooms and take them back. Oh, you actually go to the center and play bingo yes, with we, the vets. we sponsor the bingo. And uh, we just give them a hand with their cards and uh, whatever else they need at that time. So, again, you're busy in the wintertime because the big part is in July, but you also had mentioned um, at one point in time when we talked that Christmas is very important. Yes, it is. The money we raise in the ride in July there, that money's earmarked pretty much for their Christmas present. And it's nice. We go down Christmas morning, we pass out the presents, and usually it's something like a blanket or a sweater, a nice cardigan sweater. Or maybe a sweatsuit. There's a committee up there between employees and residents, and they decide what they need for that year. So everyone that's in the center there gets the same present every year. Oh, okay. So it's it's not like you have to worry about, well, gee, I've played bingo with this gentleman the last week, and he mentioned that he'd like this or anything like that. So No, no. We, <laughs> we kind of let it, that stuff to the family if they have family that comes in to see them. You know, there's some of these guys up there, that they have no family coming in. I knew of one resident, that family member dropped him off, and that was the last he seen them. Wow. I mean, that, that's kind of hard. You know, it, it touches you when you get up there and you see some of the stories. 
And when you have the opportunity to go up and uh, just going up and playing bingo, about how many people, uh, you said you have about 17, 18, is it the whole club? No, it, it varies. This, this past Sunday we had five people there. And one gentleman came in and he left early because he had a commitment. Yeah, it's kind of loose for what we do there. But as a requirement for Rolling Thunder, we, we need to get three events in. So if we do our ride and two bingos, we've got our three events. Then all we have to do is make a few meetings. Give us a little bit of the background of Rolling Thunder. Rolling Thunder was started down in Jersey, I believe it was. That's where our national headquarters is. A few gentlemen, they wanted to make uh, people aware of the POWMIA issues. You know, how many people were actually left behind and nothing was being done for them. So they, they started this organization in 20, ooh, I'm going to say almost 30 years ago, they started doing a protest ride in Washington. And it started out with a few thousand motorcycles. And it's been as high as over a million motorcycles for that one-day event. We take up the whole Pentagon parking lot, the north parking lot. And then now we've taken over the south parking lot. And there's a, another small overflow lot, we call it. And I've seen where all three lots were just jammed full, and they couldn't put anybody else in. They just blocked the street and left the bike sit there until we got going. And it'd take four hours for everybody to get out of the parking lots and get through the ride. Wow. Yeah. That's And so compare that. To what you folks do in July here, you get a for this area. You do get a great crowd. We get a great crowd here. We get anywhere from three to we've had as high as eight hundred motorcycles at one time. Now, so. when we talk about the fact that you're looking for some volunteers, I think it's probably a good idea to point out that riding is not necessarily a requirement. No, it's not. You don't need a motorcycle, and you don't have to be a veteran. All you have to have the desire to help veterans and their issues. And where do you meet? We meet at the VFW on Main Street in DuPont, uh, the third Wednesday of every month at 7 p.m. We try and keep it informal. You know, I'm not a good public speaker. and <laughs> I think you're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like to get it quick and simple and be on our way. We've all got busy lives. and. Mm-hmm. So when you go to the meetings in DuPont, then you have the opportunity to kind of plan out a little bit. And I guess one of the other things, too, I have to ask is, here you are. Do you have any of the ladies involved as well? Oh, yeah. My wife, uh, the vice president's wife, I think five or six women in our chapter right now. And they're pretty strong. You know, they they keep us in line. <laughs> they probably come up with a lot of those good ideas. Yeah, they're very good at that. When uh, when we're talking about, again, the whole idea of helping the veterans, you focus mainly on Geno Murley Center in Scranton, or do you branch out? Um, our chapter took on the Geno Murley Center 20 years ago. That's a requirement with Rolling Thunder. Each chapter needs to have a facility or a veterans base that they sponsor. You know, that's their primary help. When there was a chapter down in Hazleton, they would come up to the Veterans uh, Hospital here in Wilkesboro. And, you know, we kind of worked together back then. And I don't know what happened down there, but they had folded. And we've been fortunate up here. You know, we've been as high as 200 members, and now we're down to 17 or 18. Hopefully I can build it back up again so we, we have a successful chapter here. When we're talking about the chapters as well, so are you the only Rolling Thunder chapter here in Northeast Pennsylvania? In Northeastern Pennsylvania, yes. There's a gentleman, he's talking about trying to start one down near Stroudsburg. I haven't really got much information on that yet. I'll, I'll get it as soon as he starts because I'm also the state liaison 
for Rolling Thunder. Do you have a website, Facebook page? I know probably the national does, but how about the local? Yeah, we do. It's uh, rollingthunderpa3.com. And we're also on Facebook. Just do a search. Yeah. And it'll come right up. I know you said that you don't like to keep people very long because that's probably one of the biggest things is time. But do you have a time requirement that you ask people, you must do this, you must do that no, kind of thing? No, we have a few meetings a year and, like I said, three events, which you can do rather easily. We've got seven events that we do throughout the year. You know, we got six bingos plus the ride. And if there's something that comes up, uh, Toby Hanna Depot, when they do the POW MIA Day, we put a flag one year and then a wreath the next. And Christmas morning. Christmas morning, yes, that's that's a big one. If somebody would just like to get involved in maybe that, could they just could they just do that? Because I know it's just like many other organizations, especially on the holidays, they bring food to people, they you know, that kind of oh, a yeah. thing. All they have to do is get a hold of me and we'll take care of it. And what's the best way to do that? The email is A U G I E B A R at comcast.net that's the best way to get a hold of me and uh, i'll gladly get back to you and let you know what's going on give us again augie the um place for the meetings when they happen it's the vfw on main street in dupont it's the third wednesday of every month at 7 p.m and you did say you have six bingos are they random times during the year certain months usually it's the sunday after our meeting so that, that way you can right. kind of take a head count and let everybody know. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm going to give the floor to you and the microphone. You just tell everybody who you're looking for, why you're looking for them, and again, why it's important that they should remember their vets. I'm looking for anyone that has a passion to help our veterans, past and present, our POWs, our MIAs, and our primary goal here is to... Let people be aware that we have left people behind and we don't want it to happen again. Also, the riders, third Sunday in July, we're already starting to plan with Warhorse and people that are major sponsors in that to help us out here. It sounds like you might get some help from the National as well, and, and maybe not as big as Washington, but you might be able to rival them with a couple of parking lots in downtown Scranton. I hope so. <laughs> well, maybe National, they have their meeting the same day as our ride. So I hope they'll come in and that have would to try be, that. Yeah, that would nice. be great. Yep. Augie, thank you. Thank you. Thanks again to Augie Barheit for joining us and giving us information on how you can get involved in helping the veterans at the Gino Murley Center through Rolling Thunder. And also Bob Jordan for giving us the details on the upcoming fundraiser taking place on Thursday, May 23rd at Boscov's at the Marketplace at Steamtown. And of course, don't forget, many organizations are at Boscov's throughout the month of May selling poppies and of of course, next weekend, next Saturday, is Armed Forces Day. So you'll want to stop by Boscov's after the Armed Forces Day parade that is planned for downtown Scranton, stepping off at 11 a.m. If you would like more information, you can check out the information on the Armed Forces Day Facebook page. Coming up, more information on fun in Jessup on Special Edition. 
Welcome back to Special Edition. Once again, who said there's nothing to do in northeastern Pennsylvania? Coming up later this month, Dom Perini is here to tell us about the Jessup Hose Company Number no. 2 and Ambulance Annual Carnival. He's the general chairman of the event and tells us how it just happens to fall at the same time as the Race of the Saints in Jessup. Dom, big doings in Jessup. Always. And this is going to be when? This is our 27th year. It starts May 22nd. It goes through May 27th, which is Memorial Day. Exactly, because that seems to be the tradition. First one out of the gate. Absolutely. Everybody's itchy. The kids are getting off the bus now talking about it. <laughs> when the rides start getting on, going up, the bus stop is right at second avenue where the carnival is and you could literally sit in your car and watch the kids get out of the bus and talk about and the show parents must love you they <laughs> i don't know if they love me or hate me but the kids love me now tell us a little bit about the carnival i i know you know people in northeast pennsylvania love their carnivals well we we have uh, pay one price ride specials on wednesday and thursday evening that means you pay one price, you get a wristband, you ride all the rides all night long. Uh, it also happens on Saturday and Sunday afternoon, and it also happens all day Monday. Oh. Uh, we, we try to do Memorial Day to bring everybody in and really give, I mean, it's a $12 wristband that you ride all the rides all afternoon. Some of them rides, Paul, are $5 a ride. Absolutely. One single time. Yep. And, you know, you, you get to go on all the rides. As far as inter, uh, entertainment, we have a band every single night. Um, we have adult beverages, which is very carefully controlled, fenced the whole nine yards so that the parents could feel safe of their children being separated from that. Mm -hmm. um, we have... 21 rides, we have food, we have games, and the fire company makes their food homemade. Ooh. We make homemade porchettas. We cook about 35 porchettas. We make that in-house. We make tripe. Um, I'm not going to say on the air what tripe is, no, but because if you Google it, you'll see, you'll see <laughs> what it is. But we make 80 pounds of that, and we're, we sell it out probably by Saturday. And it's a, it's a delicacy. I, I could say if you like clams... If you like or oysters, you probably would like tripe. Yeah, just don't okay. ask just if you're don't not ask. sure. <laughs> just don't ask what it is. And uh, the fire company runs two stands, and uh, we have clams. We have you know the standard hot dog, hamburgs. We have wings. We have boneless wing hoagie. We have boneless wings to eat. Uh, we have all the standard you know pizza, homemade pizza, oh. and and we uh, we just try to bring the homemade food special to the people uh, we don't want it to just be drop something in a fryer and here you go and well that's and that's probably why you've been what this is, this is what 27, 27 years, years. Yeah. so that's probably has something to do with that and the race of the saints saint ubaldo yes. and you know you it's it's very difficult to separate us it is even though it's two organizations St. Ubaldo is their own organization. They have a beautiful chapel on 3rd Avenue where the saints are displayed, and you could stop and you could see that. And the week of May 22nd, every saint has their own activities. They have a, a capo night, which is for their captain of the saint. They have their own get-togethers, St. Anthony, St. Ubaldo, and St. George. And each one of those saints have their own organization under the umbrella of the St. Ubaldo Society. And, uh, of course, Saturday, 
the 20, what, what would that be, the 25th? Saturday's so. the 25th would be the day of the race of the saints. Oh, and so that's on- it starts, it starts at seven o'clock in the morning with the buglers waking everybody up. And there's something throughout the day, like 11 or 12 o'clock. And I'm not sure the exact time they'd have to look online. And St. Ubaldo has a beautiful website and they, they throw the vases mm-hmm. and they break, which are blessed. And you take a piece of that for good luck. It's called the Alsata. And they do that. And then they all go back to their own headquarters they have lunch and then they get ready to procession up and have the blessing to the start of the race at five o'clock it is such a tradition that people uh they plan their vacations around coming back to jessup for memorial day weekend and it's only held in two places in the world jessup pennsylvania and gubbio italy exactly and gubbio italy does it on may 15th so if you went on the internet and you typed in St. Ubaldo Racing in Italy, you will get a link to watch that. Literally, it's broadcast live on May 15th. And then Jessup does it always on the Saturday of Memorial Day. And so you, you could plan your you Plan time. your vacation. Mm-hmm. So you could go to one. And then and you've had people from Gubbio come here just all like the you've sent oh, people all over the time. there. And we have a group going over. Uh, again, uh, there's certain people that go over every year. Right. Uh, but we, I know for a fact this year that the captain of St. George is going over to be with St. George over in Italy. And he's bringing his brother, who is the axe man, who knocks the pin out of the saint oh, out of the, okay. when they separate it and run up the hill. And he's going over to Gubbio, and they're going to represent Jessup with St. George and Gubbio. And you must have people not uh, just from Jessup who take part in all of these events because you would have the culture and the tradition. Some people move out of the area. Some people move into the area. And you get you must get quite a, a mix. All, all over. I mean, you couldn't even explain. You couldn't even sit down and separate it. Uh, if it was just Jessup, we'd never pull this off. Right. Would, I mean, even the help we get at the carnival, people help us. The, the 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 karate school brings down their kids. The Boy Scouts bring over their children. The Valley View Junior Cougars come and help us. The Valley View School District National Honor Society is one of the major helpers of our event. And I'll say it publicly: without Valley Views Junior, without Valley Views National Honor Society, I would struggle for a waiter and waitresses i would really really struggle that's awesome but valley view sends us their national honor society and they help us immensely well and again it just goes to show that there is so much culture there's so much to be shared there's so much for people to get together again when does all this start may 22nd wednesday or i'm sorry tuesday may 22nd tuesday through monday May 27th, which is Memorial Day. And where? We didn't even find we didn't out. say where. People it's... are driving around Jessup now going, <laughs> well, where is this? Well, here's what me and Johnny Lucas used to say, <laughs> better, no, better known as Webster. <laughs> Whenever you get off the Casey Highway, it's all downhill from there. <laughs> so if you're coming from Carpendale, you're turning right. If you're coming from Scranton, you're turning left. It's downhill from there. It's The address for your GPS is 333 Hill Street. All right, Dom, go ahead. You can do it. Invite everybody. I'd like to invite everyone to Jessup Annual Carnival, 27-year running, very strong, very beautiful, and just come and have a blast because that's all we want you to do is have fun. 
Next Tom, that's always a great event in Jessup. Coming up next, a great event to benefit the Griffin Pond Animal Shelter. Ashley Wolo stopped by to bring a friend to meet Intercom's Jason Barsky to tell us about the fundraiser and adopting a pet. You can adopt a pet at an animal shelter. You will save a life, which will make you feel better. You can adopt a dog, rabbit, or a cat, bird, or even rat. John Luke is there on the animal song. He is a heck of an entertainer, and uh, I'm joined in studio. A special guest, introduce yourself to everyone because I want to make sure they know who you are. My name is Ashley. How do you pronounce your last name, Ashley? Wolo. Wolo. Was yeah, like, I was going to mess that up. That's it's why like, like Yolo, but Wolo. Wolo. Actually, Wolo, you're the uh, the director. Over yes, at the director at Griffin Pond. Did you know today was National Adopt a Shelter Pet Day? Of course, we did. Most definitely. Okay. How do you show, how do you celebrate over at Griffin Pond Animal Shelter? So, of course, we invite everybody to stop up at the shelter, and we encourage people to adopt a shelter pet. How easy is the process? Because I've worked in different places, and sometimes, just sometimes, you find that there are very strict regulations on who can adopt what pets and you know. Right. So we don't try to be super strict. Of course, we have to go through you know the proper processes. Um, We want to make sure that everybody is fit to be a good pet owner. Um, But it's pretty simple. All you have to do is fill out an application. You can do that online. You can stop up at the shelter. Um, We'll process the application. Sometimes it takes a day. Sometimes it takes a little over a day, but it doesn't take that long. Um, Once we approve your application, as long as you already have your pet picked out, you should be all good to go home. How many animals currently are up at the shelter? Um, we normally have about 50 to 60 dogs and about 70 to 80 cats. Now that kitten season is here, um, the cat numbers have increased slightly and they just are expected to increase more throughout the summer months. Yeah, I'm pretty sure kitten season starts at my mother-in-law's house. <laughs> it, it just seems like there are, she has multiple generations of cats oh, yeah? in her yard. It's really, it's like our own little shelter, except yeah. people just sometimes come and take kittens off the porch. It's, it's pretty wild. That's crazy. I, I don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing. I mean, she, she takes them in, she gets them fixed a lot of times. That's awesome. That's so, a good thing. That's yeah. definitely a good thing. Yeah, um, but you brought a, a dog with us. Uh, we with you did. Today. We brought Kaniki. Um, Kaniki's currently up for adoption at the shelter. He's a young pit bull adult. Adult. Um, he's good with other dogs. He's super friendly, and he just he loves attention. There's yep. no better way to put it. Um, is people have people have <laughs> concerns when it comes to pit bulls all the time? But I know that if they're raised right, that's it's what the huge part of it. If you're a jerk raising any dog, the dog's going to turn out to be a jerk. That's any dog. I mean, yeah. you could sometimes you see little chihuahuas that are more vicious than pit bulls. It's all about how they're raised, you know, training. Um, a lot of the pit bulls that we see, especially Kaniki here, mm-hmm. they're just giant mush balls. Like, they are yeah. just full of love. They just want to be, you know, given attention, and that's it. Yeah, keep talking. I'm going to play with the dog. Yeah, he's loving the attention. That's all he wants. Yeah. Oh, I got a He's kiss. such a good boy. Um, okay, so what are the, are the restrictions with this? Uh, if someone wanted to adopt Kaniki, mm-hmm. uh, is, is Kaniki good with children, families with children? Do you prefer? So what we would do is if you have kids or other dogs or other animals, we always do a test before you take the dog home because, you know, we might see that the, the dog is good with, you know, certain kids or certain dogs. They might be selective. So we always test it out um, just to be sure that the, the kids and the dogs and the animals that you have in your home are going to be good with the dog that you're taking home. Cool. Um, 
He's a cutie. Uh, he years ago, I remember I, I, my mind was changed on pit bulls because I had heard what people say. Oh, no. And it's, it's like that people have their opinions. Sure. And it's, I mean, everybody's entitled to their own, own yeah. opinion, but pit bulls are, they're just like any other dog. I mean, like I said, it's all about, it's all about how you raise them. It's the training, you know. I think it's Any to, dog could be. Yeah, my mom, my, I, I bought a Chihuahua years ago. Like, yeah. Like, years, like 98 maybe I bought that dog. And that dog became so clingy to my mother. Like, no one could pick it up without throwing <laughs> a towel over it first. I, I must it, admit, I have some of those. I yeah. have some of my own. And I also have a little pit bull. And the Chihuahuas are probably a little worse than the pit bull. And but granted, an angry pit bull would be probably worse than an angry chihuahua. Right, But still, right. it's how you raise them. So Right, exactly. And and I think that people give them the wrong the wrong impression. Like, yeah. it's, it's just, it's sad. It's very sad. But, yeah. you know, we're here, here at Griffin Pond, we're trying to change people's outlook on on their their opinions of these, this breed. Yeah, my, my feeling, I don't know how you feel about this, but, you know, it's not like people come into your shelter and you force them to take a pit bull. No, that's wanna, not it at all. Yeah, it's it's, it's actually stigma. shocking because people will come in and they won't even realize it, but they're falling in love with some of our, our pit bulls and they, they sometimes find themselves second-guessing it because we've seen people come into the shelter that have those opinions, and they'll end up leaving with a pit bull at the end of the day. You uh, know, it's crazy. T- talking to Ashley Wallow. Wallow. Wallow, yep. Wallow, sorry, from Griffin <laughs> Pond Animal Shelter. What is this big event you have coming up? It's in May, correct? Yes. Rocky from KRZ, who I think you guys know. He's always over at the shelter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Rocky's great. Bad. John, John Lucas volunteers, too. Yes, But nothing awesome like too. Rocky. Rocky's crazy involved with your shelter, but he was yeah. telling me you have an event coming up in May. Yes, May 19th from 3 to 7. The doors open at 2. We have our mega prize bingo. So usually we do um, a purse bingo every year, but we decided to change it up a little bit. So we're doing mega prize bingo. Um, we have some awesome prizes, some raffle items, um, things like overnight stays to local casinos. Um, we have passes to or tickets to um, the Rail Riders games. We have so much and I would love to name everything that we have, but you're just going to have to get some tickets and come check it out. Okay, that's cool. If someone wanted to <laughs> donate a prize, how could they go about doing that? Through your website? or They can actually contact us either on Facebook. They can call the shelter. They can stop up at the shelter. Prizes are definitely welcome. We can use everything that we can get. Um, so, yeah. What else does the shelter need as far as volunteers? Or uh, do you constantly ask people to bring in food to help? You know, yeah. So feed, we're What could in, you use right now? If someone's listening, like, well, I don't need to adopt a pet, but I'd like to help. Yeah. So, you know, people always question, you know, how they can help. Um, we're always in need of volunteers. We're always in need of fosters, especially now around kitten season. Um, we're always in need of wet cat food and wet dog food um, and kitten food. Kitten food is a big thing, especially right now. So wet kitten food, kitten formula, kitten dry food, cat litter, things like that. Yeah, it's, uh, again. My mother-in-law said, all. Oh, I've been living there for like a year and a well, half. Well, we understand where she's coming from. You have no idea what I've coming from. <laughs> uh, again, thank you for coming in. Today is oh, today is National Adopt-A-Shelter Pet Day. That's why we have yep. you in here. And I thank you for coming in, you know, kind of sort of, no, very much last minute. Well, thanks for having and us. And I'm, I'm happy to have you guys on. And uh, hopefully we can have do some more stuff down the road. And, yeah, definitely. Uh, what, what, is the, what is the website for anyone who wants to get more information? Maybe adopt a pet. Yeah, it's www.griffinpondanimalshelter.com. Or like I said, you can visit us on Facebook and Instagram as well. Any backstory here on Kaniki or no? I'm guessing you would tell me if you already knew it. Yep, no backstory. He did come in as a stray. Like I said, he's super sweet. Um, We did discover he's good with other dogs. He loves the attention. As you can see, he can't get enough of it. Right. Uh, Again, uh, Ashley Wolo. 
uh, from Griffin Pond Animal Shelter. Thank you for coming in. Uh, Thank you again. for having us. Thanks again to Dom Perini for giving us the update on the upcoming Jessup Hose Company Number no. 2 and Ambulance Annual Carnival. And also Ashley Wolo, Executive Director of Griffin Pond Animal Shelter, for bringing along her friend Kanicki to introduce him to Intercom's Jason Barsky. Give us the details about their fundraiser and about adopting a pet. This weekend, it is a day to celebrate mom. Modern Mother's Day began in the United States in the early 20th century by a woman named Anne Reeves Jarvis. The modern holiday first celebrated in 1908 when Anna Jarvis held a memorial for her mother at St. Andrew's Methodist Church in West Virginia. Her campaign to make Mother's Day a recognized holiday began in 1908 the year her mother died. It was in 1914 that President Woodrow Wilson signed a proclamation that designated Mother's Day be held on the second Sunday in May as a national holiday to honor mothers. But consider this. Anna Jarvis turned out to be not very happy about the way that the holiday is remembered. By the early 1920s, cards began appearing, and she said that it exploited the idea of Mother's Day, and the emphasis of the holiday was on sentiment, not profit. She argued that people should appreciate and honor their mothers through handwritten letters that express their love and gratitude instead of buying gifts and pre-made cards. In 1923, she protested at a candy makers convention in Philadelphia and at a meeting of American war mothers in 1925. She became so upset that she was arrested for disturbing the peace. Just a little bit of the history of this Mother's Day weekend, of which we hope that yours is happy and less dramatic than Anna Jarvis's. Now don't go away. More special edition to come. Here's something you don't hear enough nowadays. Thank you. Thank you, Governor Wolf, for stepping up at a critical moment. Your newly proposed rules to curb methane pollution from existing wells and infrastructure will have an enormous positive impact on Pennsylvania families. Without these rules, those we care about will be exposed to pollution linked to smog, asthma, and cancer. Call Governor Wolf at 717-787-2500 and urge his continued push to enact meaningful and effective methane regulations. Federal law enforcement in the Middle District of Pennsylvania are dedicated to making our community safer, and your help is making a difference. I'm United States Attorney David Freed. As the Chief Federal Law Enforcement Officer in the Middle District of Pennsylvania, I want to ensure all families feel secure on our streets. That's why we launched Project Safe Neighborhoods in October 2017. We've taken guns off the streets and charged violent criminals menacing your communities. A lot of these cases were made possible because of neighborhood support, people who reached out to us to report criminal activity. Our commitment to those who come forward is simple. If you see something and say something, we'll do something. In turn, we pledge, we'll be here, in your neighborhood, with your local law enforcement, working together to build relationships and deter crime. The 2019 Scranton Catholic Charismatic Conference will be held August 2nd through the 4th at the University of Scranton. The theme for this year's conference is 
O Lord my God, I cried out to you for help, and you healed me from Psalm 30. Speakers for this year's event include the Reverend Raymond Francis, Patrick Rice, Dr. Mary Healy, and Bob Valiante. To register or find out more, call 570-344-2214 or go online to ccrscranton.org. Don't go away. Now on There's special more edition, special edition and upcoming to competition for local playwrights. Lou Bizignani, you are a busy man. Always have something hopping, something going, and now you're looking for people to write? What What's Actor Circle have going on that they're looking for plays? Well, we've done this a number of times in the past. This is probably the fifth time we've done it over the last 25 years. Uh, we're soliciting submissions from the, anybody in the area uh, for original short plays. A short play is one that runs maybe 10 to 15 minutes. And we will uh, we'll have a committee that will read all of the submissions and we'll hopefully, you know, pick out five, six, seven of them that uh, that we feel are uh, pretty good, and we will put them on at the theater for one weekend and let the audience each night vote on uh, the best plays, rank them, you know, for one, two, three, and the uh, first prize is going to get, uh, I think it's $50, yes, and the second prize is $25, and third prize, they get some uh, free tickets to other shows, but... Uh, it's not the prize money, it's the idea that you can, you know, see what you have written on its feet up on the stage with uh, actors. We'll supply the actors, we'll supply the directors, although if a, a writer wants to direct his own play or her own play, that's fine too. So, what is the time frame of this now? But I would think writing something, even 10 minutes, is going to be some time-consuming thing. No, uh, you may already have plays. Uh, some, you know, there's writers out there. We have a writers group that meets every Saturday, for example, at uh, the coffee shop on Spoo Street in downtown Scranton, uh, Northern Lights. And uh, a lot of the stuff that has been written in that group or for that group or by that group has been presented on the stage at Actor Circle over the years a number of times. Uh, we even have a website uh, up on um, YouTube where we, you know, videos that we've taken of plays that were done by. See, the stuff that we write, the stuff that the local writers write with their permission is not copyrighted, so we can put it up for a permanent uh, viewing on uh, on YouTube. So there are certain restrictions, and, and, and by the way, this if anybody has any questions, they can call me personally at 570-906-0919 or go on actorscircle.com. And they'll see the rules, you know, for this little, this contest. Ten to fifteen minutes in length. There has to be only a minimal set and properties. I mean, you, know, you can't have an escalator in there or something like that, you know. With three or less characters, and it has to use family-friendly language. We want to have kids come too, you know, if they, if they want to come. Play has to be submitted to Actor Circle by May twenty-fourth. When you say a play, Lou, do you mean beginning, middle, end, or could this just be a snippet from a longer, a longer play that you've written? There are there are short play competitions that are done all over the con- country, but a ten-minute play ordinarily has a little story to tell. It has a beginning, a middle, and an end, as you said. You might say, "Well, that's you know, it's not the same as a." You're right; it's not the same as a three-act play, right? Where you introduce all kinds of subtext and so forth. 
this is just a, you know, an occurrence, an event, a happening. And yes, yeah, it's, it's a real little story. It's a little story. And uh, you also mentioned the group on Saturdays. That sounds like something that anybody, just somebody who wants to dabble, can get involved in? It's, it doesn't cost anything to, to join. You can come and join, or you don't have to join. You can just come in on Saturday morning. We're usually there between 10 a.m. and uh, we last until about 1 o'clock. Uh, on Saturdays, every Saturday, and Northern Lights. It's a coffee uh, shop. It's right on Spruce Street, right across from the Courthouse Square. And the name of the group? I, I named it years ago, and I, <laughs> I have many regrets. It's called Northeastern Pennsylvania, and you don't have to, when you're going on YouTube, you don't have to write Pennsylvania, it's like P-E-N-N-A, uh, Writers Collective. Very long name. After you do it a couple times on your YouTube, Don, you just start typing it in. Usually it, it knows what you want. And you've also been, Actor Circle is Lou Bizignani. Well, uh, in a sense, uh, a gal named uh, Mary O'Brien, who lives down in Annapolis now, but she and I uh, founded the group, uh, did the very first play, The Crucible, uh, at a building that's been knocked down by the University of Scranton now, the old uh, Jefferson Hall, back in 1982. I had always wanted to do The Crucible, and a a couple of local groups that I worked with uh, weren't interested in doing it, so I said, uh, let's put a call out, and we had a bunch of people try out, and we did it, and and then uh, then the people who were in it said, what are we going to do next? And I I hadn't even thought that far. I was like, what? A gal named Agnes Cummings, who was in that group uh, at that time, very well known in the area as an actress, a very good actress. She directed Sly Fox. That's how it, we were off and running. And now where are you? Well, in 1984, we rented a space in a building on Providence Road, 1256 Providence Road, yes, uh, in Scranton. We enlarged the stage that was already there. There's a little balcony. There's, uh, you know, there's restrooms already there. So what? It's a club, uh, clubhouse for, uh, for the, the, the Queen House Society, and they're, they're downstairs, and we've been upstairs since 1984. The Providence Playhouse. Providence Playhouse. Road. That's why we call it Providence Playhouse. And now you have had so many productions that oh, yeah. o- over the years, I mean, it would take us days just yes. to be able to go through all of them. The average where you do between uh, seven and nine plays a year. That's very ambitious. But you do have some things that are coming up now. And our shows run two weekends ordinarily, uh, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night at 8 p.m. And uh, Sunday at 2 p.m. There's one more show of our season. Our season runs from September to June for plays that uh, they've been on Broadway or just off Broadway. Our next show is one, and our, it'll be the last show of this season, is going to be Tuesdays with Maury, which is written by Jeffrey Hatcher and Mitch Alborn. And uh, a lot of people have read the book. They come to see it, and they, they're going to come and see it, and they, when we tell them about it, they say, oh, I've just read the book. And that goes up the very, very end of May, May 30th, 31st, June 1st and 2nd, and then June 6th, 7, 8, 9. Again, Thursday, Friday, Saturday at 8 p.m., Sunday at 2. And you have something that you're working on. We can't tell them everything about it. Uh, we do original plays in the summertime quite often. And I'm uh, currently writing with a, fellow, a friend of mine, Ted LaRusso, who's a good, a good uh, writer, very good writer and a good director. He's directed a number of shows for us. Uh, we're together uh, cooperating to write uh, Sherlock Holmes and the Whitechapel Murders, which is an original Sherlock Holmes. So we can do this because it's in the public domain, because uh, the, uh, Sherlock was in the 1880s uh, into the 1890s. Uh, so uh, we're using, you know, but Sherlock's in it, Watson's in it, Mrs. Hudson's in it, uh, and it's uh, it's Jack the Ripper. 
Sherlock against Jack the Ripper. And when does this go up? Oh, that doesn't go up until June 27th, the very end of June. And it's only one weekend because it's you know, an original place. So we'll do our Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday for one weekend. Sometimes we do these plays and, and then we tweak them after we see them in production. You know, we might mm-hmm. maybe a year or two later come down and then do it again. The, the people who would like to get involved in, in the uh, writing, that's going, that's going to go up when? The, the short plays, uh, they'll probably be very late July. I think it's July the 26th, 27th, and 28th, but that's when the plays are produced. The big thing for the writers, who, are, who I hopefully are aware of this now and are listening now, uh, is to get their play into us. We have to then call through. If we get 25 submissions, right. we'll pick out the best five, six, seven you know, of plays, and uh, our committee will, and we will they'll be done at the, the rehearsed and produced at the theater for an audience uh, at the end of July. And when's the submission due? The end of May, right? Yes. Yes, May 24th. May 24th. Now, if anyone has any questions, you folks do have... Yes, actorscircle.com. Okay. And so, but we do have an Actors Circle Facebook page, I guess. And, uh, and of course, if, if there's any questions about anything, they can always call me, 570-906-0919. Lou Bizzagani. Thanks for listening to Special Edition, a weekly look at the issues in the news and the personalities shaping the stories. A production of Intercom Communications. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.